0: This is Cocktails Distilled, a podcast that takes your favorite spirits and liqueurs from the still to the cocktail glass. In each episode, we talk to distillers and creators about particular expressions that their brand have released, what they are, why they were created, and in what cocktails they can be used. Are you ready to understand what's in your glass, or perhaps should be? Welcome to Cocktails Distilled. We're all used to whiskey being made from barley, corn, rye, and even wheat. But what about rice? Rice is the world's third most abundant cereal crop, and yet historically you would be hard-pressed to find a whiskey distiller that used it as the base of their spirits outside of Japan. But recently that has all changed. Distillers like Louisiana-based J.T. Mellick are amongst a small number of U.S. producers who are crafting a contemporary image of what rice whiskey can offer, and the subsequent liquid is distinctly different from what has been created by their Japanese counterparts. To find out more, we talked to Mike Fruget from JT Malek about fermentation, flavor, and the future of rice in a country where corn is king. Thank you for joining us, Mike.
1: I'm so happy to be here, happy to share our story.
0: Now, you are fifth-generation rice farmers. Correct. What made you think to start producing whiskey with your grain?
1: Uh, this all started because we were simply looking for a way to add value to the rice crop. We, we actually weren't even looking at spirits. We were brainstorming one day and frustrated about a lot of issues. And uh, somebody casually sort of, as a joke, said, I wonder if you can make vodka out of this stuff. And uh, I don't know, it triggered me to go find out. And uh, within six weeks, I was at uh, a craft distiller's conference trying to learn more about it. That was the genesis of it. And what took you from researching vodka to whiskey? As many craft distillers start out, and please understand, I was not a distiller before. I didn't know anything about this. But just about every small craft distillery starts off with a clear liquor because of the time to market. Uh, Whiskey takes a lot longer. you got to be patient. Uh in our case, there was no data on whiskey. We we set out to make a whiskey. That was a primary purpose of the distillery, but uh, naturally we produced a vodka. But the the whiskey was uh sorta of my baby. You know, to add to your story, that the, there is no real, you know, commercial product made in the American style with yeast out of rice, if that makes sense. It just got overlooked. I think that was has to do with the timing of prohibition and the commercialization of rice farming. They both happen about the same time. So rice just never made it to market in, in the States. If corn was king, you know, all that good stuff. Wow. Rice farming came of age at the turn of the century. Ten years later, we have prohibition. Rice sort of gets left behind, if that makes sense. But uh, mm. we are making a whiskey in the American style using rice grown on our farm in Louisiana. You know, to be very clear, we're not making a sochu. We're not making a Japanese whiskey. We're making an American rice whiskey. That's how I like to define it. When I went to these conferences, I asked, you know, hundreds of people, what about rice? And everybody kept saying, don't know, never heard of it. And uh, I guess I was crazy enough to try. (laughs) So that's kind of how we ended up here.
0: And what is the reaction to the spirit being amongst consumers?
1: They love it. You know, um, it's, uh, I think, a surprise to them. They can't believe how good it is. You know, all the experts love it. Our job now is an education, you know, teaching people what this is, because naturally they're going to gravitate towards uh, traditional rice products, sake or whatever, and they're going to think that that's what we're making. The method of getting to those two products, say a sake and a whiskey and an American whiskey, are totally different. They're no, not even related. So we end up with a beer made from yeast in the traditional American style. The only difference is we're using rice as the grain. And it turns out no one knew this for sure until I, we did this massive four or five year experiment that the uh, rice makes a terrific you know, American style whiskey.
0: Now, I would assume that the character of the whiskey would be relatively soft and
1: light. Is that actually the case? um no <laughs> it's more of a bold uh it uh it's creamy and smooth and uh soft on the palate, but the flavor profile is very bold uh You get a lot of caramel butterscotch i'm not a expert at describing you know, the flavors, like some of the people that are professional tasters, if you will, but it's going to compare right along with any bourbon, even compare with, with rye. We do lots of blind tastings, usually come out on top a significant portion of the time. If you have a preconceived idea of what it is, you might have a different sense of your palate if you know what you're drinking, but we've done enough of those blind tastings to know that it's a you know, it's, it's what we wanted it to be. We're using, you know, 80% of the, 60 to 80% of the flavor in a whiskey comes from the barrel. And we're using a bourbon style American, you know, new American white oak barrel in a 53-gallon version. We did some 30-gallon tests that we liked, but we, we found that it imported a little bit too much wood on the finished product and we elected to go with the 53 gallons, and uh, we're very pleased with the way that's turned out. Uh, so far, we have a four-year-old. That's what we've currently released. We're holding back part of the product to go to a six- and maybe a 10-year-old. I don't know if the climate in Louisiana will allow us to go past six years or not. Uh, our yield is, is a little bit less than what they get up north, so we'll have to see what happens. How are you
0: finding that the liquid is changing
1: with age? Yeah, I don't know if this will make sense to you, but in South Louisiana, we eat rice and gravy. You know, that's what every household in South Louisiana eats, rice and gravy, or the rice and gumbo, the rice and something. Rice is in everything we eat. And nobody puts gravy on their corn, because corn won't soak up the gravy. So the distillate from rice also reacts the same way with the barrel. Uh, It absorbs that barrel massive way is the best way I can describe it you get color and you get heavy flavor almost instantly it's not very good in six months it'll scare you it scared me (laughs) you know I I was fortunate to have a gentleman who was with Woodford Reserve for a number of years to sort of coach me through this I wouldn't call him a consultant because he's more of a friend and he coached me along he held my hand from jumping off the cliff many times because uh, the rice is just so aggressive and soaking up those flavors that uh, you just get this, you know, in this, the early versions of it, it's, it's not very good. Uh, Yeah. But as that mellows out and about year three, you start to really see what it can be. And by year four, you know, we could see that, you know, this is, this is something that's going to be extra special. And, uh, you know, we elected to to go ahead and release the the four-year-old product.
0: How different is it to distill rice whiskey than it is any of the more common grains?
1: I think the distillation process that we're following is almost identical to the other grains in in, in that we're making, uh, I keep going back to this American style because we're making an American whiskey. We're Our distillation, traditional American whiskeys are distilled anywhere from 100 to 135 proof. That's kind of maybe up to 140. That's the whiskey range, if you will. And we're in that range. We're, we're not making a rum. We're not making a sochu. We're not making some other product and then putting it in a barrel and calling it whiskey. We're, we're making a whiskey as distilled commonly with bourbon or rye or even a wheat whiskey. So if we were experimenting with a grain and we followed the whiskey profile as close as we could, if that makes sense, we followed all the rules. not I wouldn't call them rules, but we followed all the known information about other whiskey to get to an authentic rice whiskey. The only difference was we were using rice as the grain instead of the other more common grain. And there's no data, no one knew If this was going to work out, I think the grain that we're physically using, our specific uh, grain that we're growing specifically for this whiskey makes a difference. That's probably one of the key ingredients that we're using. And uh, I had a hunch on what would work and, uh, you know, turned out to be right. Uh, There's a lot of similarities between making beer and whiskey with cooking, you know, cooking food. And I, you know... Everybody in South Louisiana is some sort of cook. <laughs> we all cook for each other. And I got lucky on that regard. I, I don't guess I got lucky because I would have experimented with multiple things until I found something I like. But uh, our initial distillate is um, is very good coming off the still, and the barrels make it better. Take us through from harvesting to finally bottling. Uh, Rice harvest in South Louisiana takes place anywhere from late July through September. And we harvest our crop. We have traditional combines and tractors and all that sort of thing. We go in the field. We uh, remove the grain from the stalk, either by cutting it or uh, stripping it. And we load that grain in in the carts and trucks, and we move it back to our grain facility, which is called our rice bins. And we put it in these bins and we dry it down. You, you harvest rice at a higher moisture rate to, uh, you know, it's kind of technical, but so that you get a, a better quality grain. If you let it dry out in the field too much, it tends to crack and break. So we harvest at a higher higher moisture rate and then we bring it into these grain bins and we dry it down. We harvest a much larger, larger crop than what we currently uh, use in the distillery. So the distillery rice is sort of separate. We keep it separated into its own separate bins, if you will. And then as we knead it, we ship it off and we we mill it. Uh, rice has a hole on the outside and we remove that hole. We, we're distilling a brown rice and a white rice combination in our sort of recipe, if you will. And then we bring it back to the distillery and we have it in pre-measured, Quantities. We're we're running a currently running a thousand gallon batches, and uh, we pre-measure all that to make it easy for our guys, so they don't can't make any mistakes, if you will, on our recipe. And that whole process, you know, we, we we harvest the rice once a year, and we have enough product, enough rice, if you will, for whatever our distillation plans are for that year, and then we do it again the next year. Our distillery is very similar to other distilleries we we all make a beer and the way we do that is we start off in a mash tun we heat up some water and we add our grains we might grind them in our case with rice you don't have to you don't have to grind the rice because it's just the nature of the grain it pulverizes in in the mash tun so we're lucky we don't have to do any grinding but we add the rice to hot water and we cook it for you know it's the whole day it's a eight-hour process to go through the cook. We, we're we using enzymes to convert the sugars. We're not using another grain or a malted product. We convert that that starch to a sugar, and the last step is to add the yeast. We pitch our yeast in and uh, mix it up well, and then we add it to our fermentation tanks. Rice it takes a little bit longer than, than other grains to ferment. Our Ferments on the on the whiskey are about seven days, give or take, and we started off at about fourteen days. We have kind of worked our way down to seven, and, and we found a good uh, efficiency there. And after seven days, we end up with a beer. We distill grain on, meaning we we don't separate, we don't put it through a lauder ton or something like that to separate the grain out. We leave it on, and we we're running we're running a column a small column still, you know this. Other people use pot stills. In our case, I I, uh, I chose that for various reasons. But regardless, we are running, you know, thousand gallon batches a day through the, through that still, and we produce about three barrels of white liquor, if you will, per day. And we store that in totes, and then as we get barrels in, or as we get, you know, the whiskey available, we, we try to fill those barrels. Daily as much as possible, although the last year has been a huge challenge with getting barrels, so sometimes we're back stacked with whiskey and sometimes we're back stacked with barrels. but the last step is to fill these barrels, seal them up, and uh transport them to our barrel barn. We have uh two barns on site, and uh you know we're just filling filling barrels as fast as we can every day, so as anybody who's in the business knows if you if you're going all in on uh commercial production uh it's a tremendous capital investment to do that in our case fortunately we're we own the grain so we can produce that at a very low cost and we're we're kind of do it yourselfers everything's out here on our farm. We built the distillery ourselves you know we obviously bought the equipment elsewhere, but uh we're able to produce i think at a very efficient rate you know we don't have high rents because we're physically on the farm so We're just, we're backstacking a lot of whiskey and now now we got to go out and tell the world about it. Now,
0: talk us through the aging. So you're using new American
1: oak. I I knew that I wanted to end up with a a bold American-style whiskey. That's what I was hoping to produce. And, uh, you know, so obviously I said, well, we're not going to, experiment too much with the barrel we're going to stick with the bourbon profile barrel and hopefully we'll come up with something that is uh, comparable but different you know we wanted to be we don't want to be so different that we didn't even fit the category we want to be in the whiskey category we want to be compared with other whiskeys, but we want to be unique enough are you going to start experimenting with other barrels At this time, I don't have enough knowledge of that genre, if you will, to to really experiment much with that. People have encouraged me to do that, but we have, I think we have a very good whiskey now. We we spent five years in the making and uh, our goal is to produce a a commercially successful brand uh, with, you know, three or four labels. And uh, I believe that, you know, we're going to We're going to continue along the vein that we're on. We're going to, we have a a four year old whiskey. We just released. We're going to produce the, you know, bottled and bond type product. We're doing some barrel aged releases. We will do some, you know, different proof strengths in the bottle. And we're also going to produce, we, we already have it in production. We have a riced bourbon, I guess you'll call it. It's a, it's probably like a 60-40 corn, rice, bourbon mix, if you will. We have that in production. We're producing a, a bourbon ferment with rice mixed with corn. Roughly a 60-40... Per- you do come from a country
0: where corn is king. How difficult is it going to be for rice whiskey to make an
1: impact? Well, we're in the middle of finding out. <laughs> you know we're I, I think taking any spirit to market is a difficult challenge. Um, you know you've got to get out there and uh, be on the street and talk to the the uh, retailers and talk to the bartenders and uh, tell your story. The good news is we've got a great tasting product. All the people that taste our product we've yet to get a bad review. So I'm pretty confident in the, uh, taste and flavor profile and, you know, longevity the the rest of it is just education. And that's just a long, you know, grind to, to, you know, to get to that point. It is, it is, uh, different, uh, to, to, to educate the public. Uh, but I, you know, we set out to be different. That was the whole point. So we'll see see how that works out how are you going to go about that then we're educating ourselves on how to be spirits marketers every day we have a we're learning as we go but uh, I don't think there's any one way to do this but we have a very strong uh, social media presence uh, you know we have a lot of followings and um, we have a lot of brand ambassadors if you will calling on the people that that promote the product and it seems to be working. It it's not easy. It's you know a daily grind, if you will, to to uh, get out there in the marketplace. But we've got four years of experience with the vodka, if you remember, and uh, we've taken everything we've learned from that and applying it to the whiskey. You know the the vodka is is slightly different because it's made out of rice and it's got a little bit different flavor profile but it's still a vodka the whiskey is is different and it's unique and uh but it's not so different that you won't like it so i think it's an easier an easier sell if you will than, than the vodka
0: now if people want more information about the band they can of course go to your website which is jtmalek.com, or connect with the brands via your social
1: we're on Facebook, Instagram, we're on all the social platforms. Uh, if you do a search for JT Mellick, we're going to come up. We're, we're very uh, prominent in that space.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. And we'd also like to thank you for
0: listening. Be sure to visit cocktailsdistill.com to access the show notes. And if you like what you've heard, We'd love you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on iTunes. Until next time, cheers.